He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous hill country morning. Yeah, I know it's overcast and it's kind of cloudy and a little bit of a chill wind bringing Christmas in. But, man, it's still a gorgeous morning in the hill country because you woke up here. You woke up in the hill country, and uh, that makes you double blessed. So, got a great program lined up for you. We've got a, a guest coming in. I am uh, hope he's coming in. And uh, it's um, uh, an, an, uh, a fellow by the name of Zev Nevo. He is with Israel Media Ministries and um, is uh, going to be on the program today. Looking forward to him uh, getting here and uh, safely. I hope everything's okay with uh, Zev. Um, but uh, in the meantime, in fact, if you want to go while we're, uh, while we're uh, getting set up here, if you want to go to the website, israelmm.com, israelmediaministries.org, israelmediaministries.org, will give you an idea of where we're going today, and uh, so you can follow along with us. So let me give you some of the things on the calendar that are coming up, and I'll have to flip through here a couple of days, uh, Saturday is going to be the um, time for prayer in Kerrville. That's a normally a first Saturday event, and uh, this month it is a second Saturday event. And so that is uh, at 1 o'clock this Saturday, and I do not have the uh, location in front of me, but I'll get it up while we are talking about the next one. On Thursday, that be tonight, the Lano Tea Party is uh, going to be uh, having their uh, big uh, shindig tonight. Now, you need to have tickets to that, and so um, you need to go to LanoTeaParty.org. Um, and uh, if, you, um, if you don't have tickets now, check it out, but it is uh, sounds like a quite a party tonight, uh, tonight in Lano. Um, and this is the holiday ga- uh, gala. So check out the LanoTeaParty.org, the holiday gala. Um, and that is tonight. And um, that would be, yeah, go to LanoTeaParty.org for all the details. Um, and here we go. I have the uh, Saturday prayer uh, information for you. It's from 1 to 2. This Saturday from 1 to 2 in the conference room of the Zion Lutheran Church. And that is on Barnett Street off of Highway 16. And uh, so there you go. Um, that is from 1 to 2. And uh, that is Saturday for prayer. And then the Kerr County Christian uh, Chamber of Commerce will be meeting on the 11th, and that would be Monday, and I'll give you more details as we get closer to that one. And also, Camp Life. I still want to bring attention to you for Camp Life. Um, 
And uh, that is a camp that takes place every springtime in Kerrville. And it's to get your teenagers engaged and involved in the pro-life movement. And so that is um, what is happening on uh, uh, Badia Badia on. That is what's happening. It happens in March. And uh, if you want to get your kids or get involved or help our Joe Murphy, who um, who uh, has been helping raise uh, money to uh, to send kids to this camp, and I'm sure he will be doing it again this year. What you need to do is open up your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter. And if you don't get your Fredericksburg to, uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, and demand it, you know, demand it. And, uh, well, you can't really demand it. You have to go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org and sign up for it. Um, the uh, Got some words of wisdom from you for Ben Franklin. This is from 1737 from Poor Richard's Almanac. And uh, Ben Franklin says, the nearest way to come at glory is to do that for conscience, which we do for glory. The nearest way to come to glory is to do that for conscience. Do it for your conscience. Folks, so we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we will have uh, Mr. Nevo in the studio with us, get them all set up. Y'all stay tuned for the local news, and uh, we'll be right back. Wake the neighbors, call the kids, and we'll see you in a couple of minutes. He's 100% Texan. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and yes, it is we as I speak. I have in the studio, sitting directly across me, Mr. Zev Nevo. He is with Israel Media Ministries, and I told you a few minutes ago about the website, israelmediaministries.org. I'd like you to follow along with us there, and uh, so you'll see about our guests and what we've got going in there. Man, there's all kinds of great stuff on this website. Uh, Zev, welcome to The Bunker. Thank you for having me this morning. Absolutely. Listen, you need to get that mic. That mic is your friend, and it's got to be right in your face or nobody will hear you. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Much better. Um, welcome to Texas. And you. this is a regular trip, right? You come to Texas on a regular basis, I understand? I've been to Texas at least once a year since 2007. Okay. All right. That's great. And so I guess the point I'm thinking is with everything since October 7th, there might have been some assumptions out there that you are here in Texas as a response to that date. That's not really true, is it? You would, this would have been a regular part of your uh, uh, trip and, and visits in Texas. Am I right on that? Yes, that, that, that's exactly right. Tell us, tell us what your mission is, uh, Zev. What is? Let's get to the end of the discussion. What is your mission? What is your goal? What have you been? Uh, what, what? Yeah, that's it. What's your mission? My mission is to share the gospel about Yeshua, Jesus, with the people of Israel wherever they are. Anywhere in the world. Yes. So this is a message. Um, this you are 
trying to get the 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 Israelites, the Jewish people, to recognize that Jesus Christ is the Messiah that was promised in the Old Testament. Is that true? Absolutely. And the King of the Jews, the Messiah of Israel, the Son of David, Son of Abraham, Son of David, Son of Judah. He's the one that the, all the Old Testament prophets were pointing to. And uh, God fulfilled all those promises in His Son, in Yeshua, in the Messiah of Israel, and the Savior of the world. I I'm, I may ask a bunch of dumb questions, Zav, because I really do not know. I know very little about the Jewish culture. Um, I, what I know is Old Testament, and I I think I understand that the Torah is our first five books of our Bible. Am I? Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. It is. Okay. All right. Are there additional? When we speak of the Torah, are there additional other? things other books or other parts of it or is it literally just uh, genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy if we're talking about the torah in hebrew we say torah then yes that's exactly it it's the first five books uh, in the old testament it's also called the, the five books of moses uh, but jewish people you know our bible is not just the torah it's the tanakh ah. and the tanakh is an acronym you have the t sound for the torah mm-hmm. and the n sound letter for Nevi'im, which means the prophets, okay. and the ch sound uh, is for Ketuvim, uh, which means the writings. So even uh, Yeshua himself on the way to Amaos, if you remember, he said that he that everything written in the, in the Torah, the prophets, and the writings, in some translations it says the Torah, the prophets, and the Psalms, mm-hmm. because Psalms is like the biggest book of the writing of that section of the mm-hmm. Old Testament, are all pointing to himself as the Messiah. So, yeah, Torah is the first five books of the Tanakh. And okay. the Tanakh as a whole is the Old Testament, what, oh. what some people call the Old Testament. Yeah. Okay, man, I, I knew I was going to learn a lot. I knew I was going to absolutely learn a lot. One question that I think a lot of Christians have had over the years is, where, what was it? And if I use the term Israelites and Jews, is that okay? Is that interchangeable? Is one of them appropriate or inappropriate? None of them is inappropriate. To me personally, as an Israeli, it's uh-huh. a little funny, comical to hear Israelites because to me it makes the connotation like, you know, back then in the Bible times, the Israelites, right. and the Jebusites, and all those nations, you know, so it sounds a little like ancient, but it's still true. It's the same thing. I'm an Israeli, and when I hear the word Israelite, it's a little comical to me, but it's the same thing. Okay, all right, Israeli. Um, And so uh, the question I think a lot of us have had is when Christ did come, and I think there's references in the New Testament about, look, there have been a lot of people claiming to be the Messiah, and and there's going to be others coming along. What was it that, what do you think it was that held the, the Jewish, uh, the the Israel is Israelite is Israelites. <laughs> what kept them from recognizing Jesus? What were they waiting for? Someone who was going to do something different? What? Give us an idea of why the Israelites rejected Jesus. Uh, well, imagine a situation that the Roma, Roman Empire uh, took over Texas, mm-hmm. and you live in your country, you know, in the state Texas, but uh, you have uh, this occupier that rules over you uh, completely, mm-hmm. and he, he decides what you can do, what you cannot do, etc. 
So in that kind of state of mind, which is parallel to the situation that the Jewish people were at, in the first century with the Romans occupying their land, um, the, the, the default kind of thought is to look for someone that will help you in this, you know, earthly, material um, situation because as a nation and individuals, we had a huge, huge problem. Um, so that was uh, the tendency, and I, and I believe, you know, the teachings also at the time pointed people into that direction uh, instead of uh, uh, reading what the, the Bible says mm-hmm. about the Messiah, when he will going to come, um, and uh, what will be the reaction, what he will do. The fact that it, actually in, in Isaiah chapter 53, a famous chapter um, about the Messiah was written uh, about 600 years before his birth. Then it stated clearly over there uh, that the one that will come and, and bury, you know, uh, the penalty for our sins and, and will be led uh, like a sheep uh, to the slaughter and he will not open his, his mouth and all that. Uh, <laughs> there is a list of uh, uh, prophecies over there in that chapter, a, very, a list of details about him. And one of those details is that Israel, his own people, not all of them, but as a whole, as a nation, uh, will reject him and despise him. Mm -hmm. and will not even want to look at him. So um, we can also, you know, we can explain it like historically what happened at that time, but it's also on a higher level a fulfillment of a prophecy uh, that that what uh, will happen, and that's exactly what happened. So what? So those who uh, still today, and I believe, give us some numbers. You said there were, what, 7 million Jews? Go with that. I think you know what I'm about to say, right? Go, go, Go forward with that. Yeah, there are um, just about, um, overall in Israel, the population is about 10 million. Uh, mm-hmm. but Jewish people um, is about 7 point something million. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it changes a bit every year. So um, out of those 7 million of Jewish people who live in Israel, Israeli Jews, only about, and you may be surprised by the number, only about... 20,000 are saved out of 7 million Jewish people. And we're talking about uh, Yeshua's own nation, Yeshua's own people, Yeshua's own like immediate family, mm. uh, so to speak. And um, that's, a, that's a low number. And so you're basically saying that out of the 7 million in, 7 plus million in Israel that are of Jewish birth is that is that traced through the mother is that uh, is that how you're the if you're jewish does that come down through your mother how does that how does that work explain that okay there are two ways to look at it the right way and the wrong way <laughs> okay <laughs> so all the, right the right way is the what we can clearly see from the bible the wrong way is what uh, man-made traditions and commandments, so to speak, but okay. with no authority from God at all, actually contradicting 100 degrees exactly what the Word of God says. So what, what, what does the Word of God says? It goes by uh, the Father. Oh. It, go, it goes by uh, the, the seed. Okay. Also, if you think about the seed, God promised to Abraham that through his seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So that seed is obviously the seed uh, of 
you know, of, yes, of the seed of, of a man. Of, of a man. Yes, yes. Uh, and there are multiple examples in the Bible. I'll give one, Joseph, right, mm-hmm. who is uh, one of the sons of Israel, sons of Jacob, who is Israel. Then, you know the story, he, he was uh, sold by his brother, and he ended up in Egypt. And then, after years in prison, he ended up being uh, the second to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh gave him a wife, mm-hmm. an Egyptian wife, not ah. a Jewish wife, not a Jewish wife. And he had two sons with her, Ephraim and Menashe. In Hebrew, it's Ephraim and Menashe. Uh, mm-hmm. In English, it's like what? Jacob and Esau? No, no. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ephraim, the name. Ephraim, Ephraim and, and Menashe, yeah. I guess you Manasseh, say in English. Yeah. Menashe. And these two are two out of the 12 tribes of Israel. And okay. their mother is Egyptian. She's not Jewish. She, she's Egyptian. He, you know, they lived as, a, as an Egyptian Family, yes, you know, he looked Egyptian, <laughs> everything, and and it's of course like so many things in the Bible. There are amazing parallels between um, significant people in the Bible in the Old Testament, just like Joseph, how he is appeared to be. He appears to be the king of the Gentiles in mm-hmm. the Jewish eyes, so mm-hmm. just like his brothers. Mm-hmm. By looking at him, apparently, you know, he appeared to be like the king of the Gentiles, but yet he is Jewish, and he. He, he went to the Gentiles as part of God's plan to save Israel in mm. that inner, more smaller circle, you know, of what happened back then. But it's the same thing happens when we talk about uh, salvation. The Jewish Messiah came. He, all his disciples, everyone who believed in him initially, that we can read about in the Old Testament, up until Acts chapter 10, I think, when it was the first non-Jew that came uh, to believe in him. And that was a shock. What? The people were thinking, can a non-Jewish men believe, and now I say it perfect, uh, purposely, in Jesus? Yeah. Can a non-Jewish person believe in Jesus? And now, 2,000 years, uh, fast forward, the question is like, <laughs> reverse. Can mm. a Jewish man believe in Jesus? Mm. So, that's exactly, I mean, what people need to understand. I think on bo- <laughs> both First of all, Israel, so they can recognize who Yeshua is and be saved. But also my brothers and sisters, you know, in churches throughout Texas and elsewhere, uh, we need to understand uh, Yeshua uh, was born to, you know, a Jewish mother and his Jewish dad. That it was illegal, his father, because there was already engaged at the time. So he's a Jewish Messiah and he died as a Jew. His blood, so to speak, was a Jewish blood that was spilled for all of us. And when he comes back in Revelation, we, we read that he comes back as the king of the Jews. And guess where he's coming to? Mm, he's coming Jerusalem. to Jerusalem. That's right. Zechariah said his feet, when he returns, will touch uh, the Mount of Olives, which is just a mountain next to, to, to where the temple is, mm-hmm. the Mount Moriah. Same place where Abraham uh, almost sacrifices on son Isaac, which is another picture of the father sacrificing his son, same place that Yeshua was sacrificed. It's all wow. at the same place. So, so it's very central to our faith, to any one of us who really believes what the Bible is. <laughs> you, I mean, you cannot believe that Jews don't need Jesus. He came first to them um, because we all, human beings, we all uh, fall short of the glory of God. We all sin and we all need a Savior. And that Savior uh, happened to be Jewish man that should have been born on the first century in Bethlehem um, uh, to a virgin uh, mother 
and that he is Emmanuel, he's God with us, he's 100% God, 1% man, and, 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 and it all happens through the Jewish people, through God's promises and covenants with Israel, and his promise in, in Jeremiah 31, that one day there will be a new covenant with the people of Israel. And that's where we read for the first time about the God's promise, his prophecy at that time, to make a new covenant. And who will he make this new covenant with? If you read the text, Jeremiah 31, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. No other nations are ma- mentioned at that point eh, of revelation. Although we can read in Psalms, actually, you know, that all nations would come and, and, and worship the God of Israel and all that. So you see the picture of Yeshua, you see the picture of all nations, eh, just like God promised to Abraham, will be blessed through Abraham's seed, the seed of the promise, which is uh, the Messiah Yeshua. Mm, man, yeah, I'm just, I just, I just wanted to seal my lips and let you keep going. Um, the uh, and all of this, by the way, in the studio is Zev Nevo. Go to Israel Media Ministries, um, IsraelMM.com works, IsraelMediaMinistries.org works, probably a couple of other combinations of that. Um, and the, what we were, what that we, I got off on a rabbit trail and it was my fault, but the question I'd intended to ask was the, the 20 million out, or 20,000 out of 7 plus million Jews in Israel have taken Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and Messiah. And Zev's mission and calling is to reach out to the rest of them and expose and bring them to Christ, the true Messiah and the true Savior. And so that is what we're talking about today. And we're going to take a short break right now, but the Zev is using media. Is that is that what it says? Israel Media Ministries. So media... Using media to reach people is that is that where I'm at on th- am I thinking properly on that exactly right all right so we're going to take a look and uh, a listen this is radio we're going to take a listen at some of that media but I want you to go over to israelmediaministries.org check it out join us there we'll be back in about a minute y'all stay tuned he doesn't just complain into a microphone blah 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 Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. <laughs> All right, we are back. I have in the studio with me Mr. Zev Nevo. He is with Israel Media Ministries. His mission is to bring the Jews, the Israel, Israelis, Israelites to the true Messiah, and that's a big, big job. And so one of the things that Zev is using is media, which is pretty much the way everybody's going to get reached this day. If we were, if this was a hundred years ago, I'm sure Zev would be in the printing business. Can't you? Don't you think that's where you'd be? I would. Yeah, I would definitely. I do. I still do some of it. Yeah, but uh, I believe in a very uh, effective way. 
So one of the, and uh, we know these kids today, they're not going to just react to, you know, your old school sermons and what have you. There's got to be something new to reach these kids. And so there is some music at Israel Media Ministries. It is in it is in Hebrew, and um, <clears throat> I'm going to, and I did some practice on this. The lyrics to it are amazing. And so even though it's in Hebrew, we're going to play this song. It's called Overall I'm Okay, and and that was the title that, that caught my mind because there's a lot of tunes on this website, and I, and it, just the title of it, Overall I'm Okay, it just sounded like, you know, yeah, whatever, I'm okay. And so it made me want to listen to it. So I'm going to do my best to do the English over the words to this. And so I'm not sure I'll work on the volumes. I don't think I've ever done this before, but let's see how this goes. This is called Overall I'm Okay. And i got to get all the buttons on. Overall, I'm okay. This year I did the Passover Seder. I vacuumed all the yeast. I didn't murder. I don't rape. I didn't exactly lie. I didn't really steal much. What can I tell you? It seems to me I don't have much to pay for. But on the other hand, indeed, the one who examines his heart, he knows everything. He can see everything. No one can hide anything from him. He knows all my thoughts. And if everything would have been projected live on a wall with a huge projector in the city circle, I would have died out of shame. Hi. If you only knew how I crowned the other kings in my heart, how I didn't really honor my parents, how I peeked into the dark and shady places, how I lied to everyone and wore masks, I didn't really love hardly any human being. I only tried to heal my wounds, like everybody's doing, how ego and money took first place. Just taps on the shoulder because of a lack of confidence, how I did almost all that I could. In the light of the laws of the one who can do everything, and still I failed, big time. But he laid on him the iniquity of us all. Laid on him the iniquity of us all. Laid on him the iniquity of us all. And us all includes me, too. You're doing a very good job, by the way. Oh, thank you. This is the hard part. So what shall I say and what shall I tell my dear fellow people of my nation? Apparently there's only one path to God's bosom. Only through him there's forgiveness. The price was paid in full, his first and foremost for Israel. But he is also for everybody. He's not a Swedish guy whose portrait hangs on a church wall. He is the son of David. He is worthy to be praised because all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each has turned to his own way. And God has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 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 And us all includes me too. Man, so I did okay on that? 
I really like this song now. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I, it took me a while to get that. I think I only missed about a half a line in there. You did really good, and like it, it was like there was a conviction. It was like you did like anointed. It was really, really good. And did you write this? Yes. And is that you singing it? Yes. Wow. You're, man, you're talented, handsome, talented, the whole thing. So what can I say? Well, so- thank you. But, you know, the main point, obviously, this song is to make Isaiah chapter 53, which we mentioned before, accessible in a, in a, in a song. And, and the way God is leading me is uh, to do songs for the purpose of evangelism, which uh, what we're more used to is like songs of praise and worship, mm-hmm. which are super, super important of course, but I'm, an, I'm a missionary, I'm an evangelist, and I'm using the media to reach the unsaved. Um, so that's why uh, the songs that God uh, birthed in me and through me uh, are, you know, are headed in that direction. Mm. And so when the, what age group is, uh, listen, I'm American, man. Our, our kids are listening to Taylor Swift. I like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Who's is this, Tell us who who's the audience? Who who is going to be tuning into music like this? Um, really, the way it works is everyone. I want everyone. It doesn't matter the age or anything. I want anyone in Israel to listen to that song, and that's very easy to do these days. Mm. I mean, if you just have this as a video clip on YouTube, for example, then through Google Ads. You, you just, okay, I want to run ads to Israel. You know, I can be more specific, age, X to Y, location, A or B, but I want all Israel to be saved. So it's, it's very easy. I just, I have to, in order for more people to listen to it, because I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not Taylor Swift in Israel, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm working on it, but yeah. it's still not there. I'm kidding. But uh, therefore, in order for more and more people to be exposed to really the Word of God in that sense through the song, but, but in non-religious way, way that they can relate to, then, then, I, then I need to uh, do something about it. Other than mm-hmm. just uploading the song, you know, an X amount of people will listen to it regardless, but I want... 10,000 X people to listen to it. So I have to push it uh, through ads. The ads means that people see that as a suggestion. Mm-hmm. And if, they, if what they see there in the image and in the short text around it, uh, if they click, then I pay a little bit and they listen to the word of God in Israel. It's like uh-huh. smuggling Isaiah 53 into Israel through a song. Ah, there you go. I love it the way you said that. So on that page that uh, where the music is, and if you go to israelmediaministries.org or israelmm.com, those will get you there. The tabs at the top say home, our story, what we do. Um, there's so many things when you get to media and go down to Israel media uh, music evangelism, there is a place for you to make a contribution to support this. And this is very important. Yes. And um, yes. so this is what you're talking about. With the, with the money, then you can advertise this song. You can promote it. You can get it up at the top of the list on searches and things like that. Yes. Is that what we're talking about? Okay. And um, let's uh, – and, uh, yeah, and it's all – do you have any in English or is it – Yes, um, actually there is a new song in English that I sing with my daughter, and she sings m- – 
much more beautiful than I am. We sing together. It's an English song, and God gave it to me just a few weeks ago. It's already have over 30,000 views since then. It was mm-hmm. uploaded, and it's based on... Uh, it's a dialogue between a man and a woman, so to speak. And the verses um, are what the, the, the woman sings. And it's all text from the Song of Solomon. How mm. she's waiting for the, her lover to come uh, to uh, mm-hmm. reach her. And she said she's, it says that she's, she's at the door waiting for him to come. And then the chorus, which the man sings... That's Revelation 3.20, that behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, yeah, I will, I, will di- I will walk in, I will dine with him and he with me. So I basically just scripture from two different places in the Bible, Song of Solomon and Revelation 3.20. It's called At the Door. Um, you can find it on the Israeli Media Ministries YouTube channel. Uh, the, the one in English. Mm-hmm. I have to mention we have multiple channels because... The channel where we promote it for Israelis, it's all in Hebrew. It doesn't have English subtitles. It's a completely separate uh, uh, YouTube channel. But if you just go to YouTube and just Google Israel Media Ministries, you'll get to the channel. You'll see that song at the door. I, I'm really thankful you know, for everything yeah, that God can do <laughs> in using me, and I, I'm really thankful for the song. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. This is Zev Nevo in the studio with me. And I could use another hour in here. The most important thing, uh, reason I wanted Zev in here was to hear about his ministry of reaching to the Jews who are not saved. And that is a huge percentage of the Jews. And I'm learning a few things about the difference between saying Israeli and Israelite and all kinds of interesting things. So y'all stay tuned. We've got about a quarter of an hour left and uh, there's no telling where we're going to go. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Fighting the good fight. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriots. Already got. All right, here we go. We are back, and um, I want to start with a question that we kind of started with at the very beginning, and that was, "Why are you here? You came to Texas, and I guess my there was probably many people would have assumed that. Well, this here's this uh, Israeli guy who's come to Texas because." Israel because of October 7th and that is plenty good reason and you may notice that we didn't talk about any of that today um, because there's so many you're going to get that information in so many different places and so I'm not too concerned about you getting that um, about you about us talking about that here so tell us why you're in Texas I'm in Texas uh, to um meet my brothers and sisters and remind us all uh, what God is calling us uh, to do, which is to share the gospel with everyone. At the same time, we can clearly see an emphasis in Scripture uh, about the, the importance of bringing the gospel to the Jewish people first. This is not my words, it's Paul's words in Romans 1.16. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because 
It is the power of Christ to salvation to everyone who believes. But the verse doesn't end here, and the verse continues and says, to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. And if you read uh, the, the book of Romans, uh, there is, Paul is uh, expanding on that. And uh, when you get to Romans 11, he's speaking to directly, very clearly, to the Gentile believers in Rome. And he says, I'm speaking to you Gentiles. And he's telling them that they are called to provoke the Jews to jealousy. Think about it for a second. Like we said before, the Messiah, the truth come out of Jerusalem, based of Scripture. The Messiah is there, and uh, he, he was crucified there. He was buried. He resurrected. He ascended, and he had the 12 Jewish disciples. And then he told them, okay, the great commandment, uh, you go and you share the gospel with all nations, all Christians. And, but, but then, when you read in Romans 11, it, it, the, it, the circle doesn't end there. Because the gospel now, from the nations, this is the way God had it orchestrated. Mm -hmm. And we need to obey, just like Yeshua obeyed, just like his 12 Jewish disciples obeyed until torture or death or all kinds of horrific situations that many, some, maybe most of us wouldn't be willing to obey that. Nevertheless, we, the gospel reached pretty much you know, so many corners of the world thanks to this obedience. First of all, of Yeshua himself going to the cross. Second of all, of his 12 Jewish disciples. And now it's in, it's, it's in, on the, in the Gentile court, so to speak, the ball. And, we, and Paul is saying, now it's, what, now it's our turn, and we need to share the gospel with everyone. But yes, bring the gospel back to the Jewish people, back to Israel. And let me just add one more brief but very important thing. In Matthew chapter 23, the last couple of verses, Yeshua is prophesying over Jerusalem. He's saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Remember that verse? Mm -hmm. And his point over there, he's saying, you, when he says you, when he says Jerusalem, he means the people of Jerusalem. It's the city of David. It's, it's like the capital. It's like the center of Israel, people, of the Jewish people, of the Israelites. It's the center. And he's saying, you, the Israelites, the Jewish people, you will not see me again until something happens. And what, what is that until about? Until you, the Jewish people, will say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Quoting Psalms 118. In other words, saying, as a fulfillment of prophecy, here's the Messiah, and we recognize who you are, and, and we welcome you back. So mm. the Jewish people needs to believe in Yeshua Call him, this is what he himself said, in order to him, for him to come. Wow. If we needed more, more motivation uh, to obey God, I mean, if, if, we, if we want Jesus to return, whatever your specific belief is, if you want Jesus to return, <laughs> Jewish people need to welcome him back. Jewish need people need to welcome him back. And he is at the door. I found that, uh, I found that music. Let's uh, play a little bit of it. Behold, I stand at the door and knock If anyone hears my voice And opens the door I will come in 
It's beautiful. That angelic voice is your daughter? Is that what you said? That's my daughter, Leah. Oh, yes. my goodness. You've got to be so proud. I am. Humbly. I'm humbly proud about her. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess so. But what a beautiful voice. A very pretty song. Some of the other uh, material I found on your website was uh, testimony from uh, a number of different um Israelis, Jews who had converted. I find that very, very interesting. What's your biggest, what's the biggest wall you hit when you open a conversation with a Jew who does not, who has not accepted Christ? Where's your first stumbling block? Uh, There is a couple in it. There are like different uh, parts of population. You know, some more religious, some are more, you know, secular and different, all, all kinds in between. Um, I would say the number one objection, this is not for us. This is another religion, just like we had Islam. We Mm. Jews, we know Islam is not for us. Mm. Just like Christians know Islam is not for us. I'm a Christian. Mm. So just in the same way, a Jewish person will say, this is Christianity. This is not for us. You know, I'm from Jerusalem, so... I, I see the three religions over there, and it's very clear. Everyone knows who you belong to. Even even if you don't believe in God as a Jew, like I, I didn't until I was 27. Didn't believe in God or the Bible. But <laughs> this, it's regardless, you're Jewish, and therefore you don't believe in Islam or Muhammad, mm-hmm. and you don't believe in Christianity or Jesus. And there is a lot that have been uh, done throughout the years also atrocities by the church, really mostly the Catholic church. Uh, and people, uh, we, we, we studied that at elementary school, you know, mm. about the Spanish Inquisitions, the programs in, in Russia. I mean, the atrocities that happened on October 7 happened in, in, with big crosses being carried yeah. by the, so to speak, church right. towards the Jewish people. It's, it's, like, it's like thinking that there is a chance that after what the Hamas did on October 7th, then they're going to come and evangelize us with their beliefs, and we will believe what they believe. I mean, you know, it doesn't make any sense to any, any Jewish mind. It, it, it seems like for Jewish people, uh, yes, we know that they are evangelistic, um, you know, more in recent years we aware of some Christians that love Israel and all that, but overall Christianity is a religion, that persecuted the Jews and did October 7th type of thing to us. And therefore, that cannot be that they represent our Messiah. And honestly, it cannot even be in our eyes that they represent God in any way. Mm. It's like it's evil. Wow. We have uh, you got about two and a half minutes left. 
and I want to make sure that we cover this is this hour here is for you today. I want to make sure that everything that you want to say to our listeners in Central Texas, you've had the opportunity to say it. So if I start doing my hands like that, that means wrap it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, if, wrap us up here. Um, I think if you if you were with us throughout this time that we had, uh, I think uh, what we said was clear. It was biblically correct. It was plain and simple what the Bible says, and um, I would be I would be very encouraged and equipped. Uh, uh, the more I know you, the people of Texas, the more I I come to your churches and I meet you face to face, and we talk. The more I share with you, the more you share with me. And I'm always looking, talking about at the door. I'm always looking for open doors for me here in Texas. I already know I'm coming back in a few weeks to mm-hmm. the same area. So, uh, yeah, I would love to speak with any church, any pastor. Uh, I can come share with your people. We can celebrate the Passover together on the weeks mm. before, before Easter. Where I'm usually here. I'm going to believe I'm going to be here this year as well. So, yeah, I just want to uh, know my family and, and you know, and... Uh, put our arms together and our hearts together uh, to reach Israel, Yeshua's own nation, with the gospel. So Psalm 122, you said something Sunday night at Bridge Church, a word apparently that we have mis, uh, 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 misinterpreted. Yeah, it's not a huge Not misinterpreted, yeah, yeah. but it, it, talk it, to us about that. No, it, it pray just, for Israel. Yeah, it says, um, yeah, um, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The word over there is not exactly pray. It's more like ask. But it means ask God. So it's similar uh, to prayer. But one thing uh, I've noticed, and I want to quickly mention about that verse. Many times people tell me, oh, yes, I love Israel. I pray for Israel. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, I just want to remind us all, there is no peace in Jerusalem. There is no peace anywhere without the Prince of Peace, who is Yeshua. So if you really want, and I believe you really want, peace in Jerusalem, what you practically need to do is to share the Prince of Peace, Yeshua, with the people of Israel. There's no peace without him. Mm, Absolutely. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact Together, whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, under the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray, ask for the peace of Jerusalem. Folks, we will get caught up on the Advent tomorrow and um, share this uh, program with uh, your friends on the podcasts and Zev, thank you so much for taking time today and joining us. My pleasure. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, um, and uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow.